shift the mood of the conversation a little um, and move on to another news story, which I feel like Alex might um, mm-hmm. have know about, um, which is that um, Tomb Raider uh, 1 to 3 is being remastered and uh, so yeah are you are you planning to play it i think i certainly will be yes yes it's due out on the 14th of february which is lara's birthday <laughs> for those hardcore <laughs> lara craft geeks among you, if you how know, old is she i don't know it doesn't actually say what year she was born but in the uh, lara croft official team raider guide a4 what was it no not a4 it was about this big hardback guide that I got as a child, which listed all the facts about Tomb Raider and Lara Croft, <laughs> listed her birthday as Valentine's Day, 14th of February. <laughs> uh, so that's when that's coming out, which I thought was brilliant and excellent homage to classic Lara. And uh, yeah, they've basically, uh, I suppose, remastered Tomb Raider 1 through to 3, with the what would now be called DLC. So you've got Tomb Raider Unfinished Business, Tomb Raider 2, The Golden Mask, I think. And I can't really remember the name of the third one. I might have got them mixed up. Um, but all of those are coming out in one package. And uh, it's not like super amazing smashing graphics. It's like it's looking better than it did originally, but still of its time. If that's an interesting way of describing it, I would say it's somewhere between modern and old, if that makes sense. But I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Interestingly, though, I, I think what's interesting is they said about the controls, they're going to keep the original sort of tank controls, the tank Lara controls, and then also provide the option of modern gaming controls, which will be interesting to try out considering... The entire game maps and the the world of Team Raider is based on a grid system and the old controls where Lara would jump back one space, you can jump back another space and she can do what we used to call a running jump to jump further or just a one jump and go, or from the edge and go, and each jump size would be different. So basically, if you got to know the grid system, you could then learn how to platform across different parts of terrain and different puzzles and all that sort of stuff. How that's going to work in modern controls, I'm not sure, but I'd be fascinated to find out because there's certainly some levels that I know (coughs) pretty well from replaying them over probably tens of not hundreds, but probably in the tens of times, uh, replaying them, replaying them just because I enjoyed them so much and know where all the secrets are. And it'd be interesting to see if they've put in any like Easter eggs or any new additions or or anything like that would be really cool to, to see as a celebration because uh, it's been over 25 years now since uh, the original came out. So, yes, in answer to your question, Jim, I will be buying it and I'm very excited. Yes. I have a, I have a question mm. regarding remakes and remasters yeah. that I don't think we asked I don't, I, I don't remember if we have talked about this specifically. Every time I see remaster, I think they sh- why didn't they just remake it? Mm, yeah, well, because yeah. they kind of did with Tomb Raider Anniversary when that was made. That was going back quite a few years now in itself, which I absolutely loved. And then I just wanted them to do it for Tomb Raider Two, and they never did because that's my favourite, <laughs> and they haven't. But yeah, 
It does. It does yeah, it make could. you question it, doesn't it? You know, because mm. remakes—that's where you, it takes the serious work that makes something worthy of paying nearly the full price of a brand new game. For example, um, when they remade The Last of Us Part One mm. and made it look as good as Last of Us Part Two looked, yeah. Um, and that's the technology. We have the technology, the technology to turn to recreate any game. If you want, you could make a Lara Croft game that is absolutely gameplay-wise the precise same, mm. but make it look as brand new and modern as as anything now. Mm. That is a as long as you've got access to the source code, which they obviously do. Yeah it's it's and it blows my mind that that it just why would you make it look oh it's a bit less pointy than it was and go we could make it look yeah that just that that blows my mind fascinating so my question was is is it worth would you rather the remasters matter more I than remakes. Remasters are I more think. nostalgic. Like when, like when I think about one of the best ones I've ever played is probably Spyro. Spyro Trilogy Remastered. Mm. It's really good. And Crash Bandicoot. And Crash Bandicoot. They're very similar in that they had just been updated for the this generation of consoles, but much of their gameplay um, has just been refreshed. And, uh, and I don't know whether you'd call that a remake, though, because remake changes the gameplay in a way doesn't it i suppose and the remaster is just a freshening up of the graphics right am i getting confused yeah and i think yeah. of it as like a remaster is where it looks maybe five percent yeah. better whereas a remake it can be a complete like reimagining mm. but as with um uh crash bandicoot and spyro mm. they're just the gameplay elements are polished a yeah. bit the the visuals are completely brand new, but the gameplay itself, the core of it, it's in the exact same game. In terms of pricing, I think it, it is priced at between twenty and twenty five pounds, which is completely reasonable, I would say. Especially for all three classic games and their DLCs as well. I think that's probably worth it. I mean in terms of time that you spend playing, it is probably comparatively much shorter games than nowadays because they're very linear and they're level based and you could probably speed run them very quickly if you knew exactly what you did um but at the time they were really long because they were like the pinnacle of what was being achieved at the time um so yeah it's just fascinating to think about that i'll probably end up playing through them really quickly and be like oh that was short (laughs) um compared to like the Witcher or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think our expectations have changed a lot since the 90s. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like where 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 your head's at and how you, how much you can enjoy the games. I think it's, I think it's um, yeah, I think it all depends really on, on your memory of the game and, yeah, your expectations. Um, 
But so um, sort of on a similar vein, actually, I was also uh, reading about the new Indiana Jones game. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the footage for this? Because, excuse me, um, it's um, it's it looked amazing. Actually, the stuff that I saw just looks like looks like the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, it. I mean, I I really loved the films when I was younger. So um, yeah, it's quite fun for me to see to see it now um, in this game format. Um, but I was wondering, you know, like they were talking about how it. The thing is, is that Tomb Raider and Uncharted both mm. drew heavily on the yeah. the sort of tropes and the storylines and the concepts that are at um, at play in. Um, uh the um the the indiana jones mm-hmm. movies um and so they were saying you know like now as a game it's it's going to be going in and competing with those yeah. um, with those games from that those are games. well established yeah, yeah. yeah. Really and i think you know so yeah what do you think about that how do you think it's going to compete with that i think it from what I've seen of the trailer, the reaction was quite mixed in that it's, I think it might be trying to do too much, just purely based on the trailer, my own reactions to it. Like you say, it does look amazing. The The way that Indiana looks in the game looks pretty much like Harrison Ford. Um, they've got a very good sound alike um, for Harrison Ford as well, in terms of the voice work. Um, and I think... In terms of the gameplay, though, this is where they're probably trying to do too much, is that they have, you've got first person for pretty much all the fighting and the puzzles and stuff, but they said they also wanted players to see the indie silhouette. Um, So there are bits of it that are going to be in third person as well. Um, And it's like when he's climbing things or like when he enters a room and, and stuff like that. So I think it might get, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too cynical. Um, might but, be a bit confusing. Uh, it might get a bit, a bit um, like they're put, they're trying to spread themselves too thin. I don't know. Uh, completely making like assumptions based on one trailer is not a good thing to do. Don't do it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a weird choice. You think they'd either go all in, all in for first person or all in for third person? Not not both. Um, I'm not saying it won't work, but I have my doubts, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, games like that are always uh, ones I enjoy very much because of, like you say, the original Team Raider and Uncharted were very much taking taking leaves out of the Indiana Jones book in terms of the content and the story and the types of things you'd find your character doing. Um, so it'd be interesting to see the kind of gameplay that, uh, this new Indiana game will be featuring. It is only at the moment coming out on PC and on Xbox, so it is essentially a Microsoft exclusive, if you will. Um, but that's not to say it won't come out on PlayStation at some point in future, because the, the same has worked for other PlayStation exclusives like The Last of Us. I think that has come out. Has that come out on PC? Yeah, and Baldur's yeah. Gate. Yeah. The three came out later, didn't That's it, on right. Xbox? Yeah. So, mm. I think so it probably will eventually make its way over. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm. I'd be interested to see what it's going to be like for sure. So my 
I, I don't think you're being cynical enough, Alex. Okay, I thought you might <laughs> okay. say that. Yeah. yeah, so my first, so first thing, so I've, I've exposed myself to this as little as possible because it's one of those things where I sort of like, oh, I opened this box, whoa, yeah. and that's, uh, close your eyes, Indy, close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so step, first thing, the great circle. Not the best name, is it? I know. Come I on. Like, Come on. Mm. That's that's the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard <laughs> as a title for something. So come on. And then, so that's Great Circle. Oh, and then, oh, look, it's Harrison Ford's face. And then you go, oh, okay. How much more am I going to have to pay for this game because Harrison Ford's <laughs> face is on it? What? How much do you think, what percentage of the royalties from all of the game sales are going directly to Harrison Ford because he's letting them use their face on it? Mm-hmm. I guarantee that it's a massive amount. I guarantee that he's going to get paid at untold millions because, oh, look, it's his face. And then I haven't watched the trailer, but if it's just, oh, and it looks like it's from the movies as well, mm-hmm. then and then... I I just I can't see it I can't see it being anything other than a, just a massive money grab. But who's the audience? Because the people who care about Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford hasn't. I don't know if he's been in the zeitgeist for ages. Well, he's well, Star what Wars. You say and, now, Matt. When did the fifth <laughs> film come out? It wasn't that. It wasn't that long ago, was it? I have. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the fifth film. But I've heard mixed reviews again. Some people like it. Some people think it's absolutely terrible. But then... Oh, the new movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard good things about no. it, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Um, um, yes. I think it's interesting because I think, you know, like generally, in my experience, um, games made off the back of movies are usually, like you say, they're just money money mm-hmm. grabs. They're usually rubbish and they're usually done by, um, yeah, like small people done very quick, small publishers and and. and um, you just reminded me um, of uh, designers and done very quickly. One of the yeah. Worst games um, of last year, I think it was Skull Island. King Kong, you know, the one that's been roundly panned by everybody because it's so terrible. And some people mm-hmm. were saying it started off this trend of like small developers just making crap games and getting them out as quickly mm. as possible so that they could pay streamers to play them and and see how yeah. terrible they were. I don't know if you guys have heard about that as well, but yeah. No, but I can, I, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm so sad. I'm so sad about these last two. I was thinking it's, it's a good idea for us to talk about the news, but I go, I don't want, I don't want to talk about the news. Sorry, news is sad. Um, this, is, this news is going to make you even sadder. Oh no! I'm sorry, but we're going to end on yes. a good note. But after this, okay. so so, okay. I'm really sorry, and I, I think basically, like you know, just brace yourself, Matt. But. Hogwarts Legacy was the top-selling game of 2023, and it was number one on on PS4 and PS5. It was number two on Xbox, and it was 
five on Switch. However, it is the first time in 14 years since 2009 that um, Call of Duty or one of the Call of Duty games has not had that top spot. So this year, or 2023, Call of Duty was um, knocked down to second place after having 14 years at number one. Um, and um, and that was by Hogwarts Legacy. So, um, yeah, I wondered what you guys might think about that. <laughs> yeah, the most upsetting thing. To bomb in there. Yeah. Uh, the most upsetting thing was you saying 14 years ago, and I immediately think 2002. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh my God. I don't know if that happened for you two as well. You mean the Malaysian? We had, but unfortunately, yes. my daughter just had her 16th birthday, so oh, I know that. <laughs> I know too well how long ago 14 years was. Jesus Christ. No, oh, no, no, thanks. Nope. Um, yeah. I think I've said everything. I, 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 yeah. I, I think, think it's a reflection of, <laughs> of just how big the market is for Potter, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm just, I thought, I think I've shared my thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy in previous episodes as well. I just feel like, it's very pretty. It's very well designed, like in terms of the world that they've built. The gameplay loop, not the best. It's quite repetitive after a little while, which is probably why I think I got um, Scottish Highland fatigue in the same way as I got um, uh, Viking England fatigue in, in Assassin's <laughs> Creed Valhalla. Like I'd only just found King Arthur, King, not King Arthur, what's his name? The king in that time, whose name I forgot, um, who was like in the the announcement trailer after several hundred hours worth of, of play, and um, and then I was just like, well, I still got, I still haven't discovered the Isle of Wight fully because it's a top level area, and I guess I'm too tired to carry on now because I've spent hundreds of hours here, and I haven't done it yet. So yeah, I think there is an element where gameplay is repetitive, uh, that just you get burnt out from it. Mentally, and you're just like, I can't play anymore. It's too boring, too tired. Don't make me go kill any more spiders, please. Um, but yeah, so that didn't really answer the question. <laughs> but um, no, it's the it's yeah. the go on that. Yeah, the, just the. I definitely said this this in one of our episodes yeah. talking about it, but. All anyone who's ever read any of the Harry Potter books, especially, I think, the generation when they were coming out, when there weren't films yet, there weren't games yet, all anyone ever wanted to do was get a letter to go to Hogwarts. They wanted to go to Hogwarts. They wanted to be a witch or wizard and walk around and then you see the films and immediately go oh the films they created something new they created a an iconic visual representation visual thing yeah that ever since that first came out that made everyone just want to go i want to i want to go and be a wizard or witch at hogwarts and people will the developers know that yeah they know that people yeah. will be, they'll become the most highest selling game ever if they just let you walk around Hogwarts. Mm. That's literally all they would need to do. 
and they're right. Yeah. Um, but they should, they should, they should care about the people. But Harry Potter is just an, one of the biggest industries is. there is, and there is just too many executives at the top who just go. Ah. So yeah, I found it. Still find it profoundly disappointing. Was but, Call of Duty yeah. second then in the list? Or for the yeah, second yeah. this year. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I've never, never played been, Call of Duty. It's, never I'm, it's not my thing. It's never all. appealed to me either. No. No. Have you ever played it, Matt? No. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's uh, yeah. It's a definitely for. I think <laughs> it's it's yeah. There's a reason it's the always number one because it's it's been like that since modern warfare in 2007 that changed that changed the entire shooter genre and they've been leading the way yeah. ever since um there are lots and lots of uh issues serious issues with it mm. um but they've always i've always really enjoyed the campaigns for the most part but my main problem with the ones the last couple of years is that they don't, they do not care about the campaigns anymore because almost everything is online. The vast majority of it is just multiplayer stuff. And so they, then they're not really bothered with it anymore. And I think that's really, that's uh, that's really sad because mm. what games, games that, they could hire 500 people and get them to make a campaign that is like 20 hours long and it would it would be nothing to them because of the untold billions they make but instead they just go ah, just make the campaign a little bit shorter and then eventually we'll sell them a game and say oh all you, you don't need to buy it yourself now you can just subscribe to it and there's no pesky campaign that that meant that we had to spend all that extra time and money on it so you get you get the subscription one, but oh, oh yeah, but only five maps on launch. You can get the sixth one with the digital deluxe <laughs> edition, um, and then over the next our next five year roadmap, we'll have all oh, maybe ten, ten new maps. And I just want to go. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up and make make good games. There's plenty of money. There's always going to be plenty of money. There's going to be more and more, and you can have your share. Just. Just make the games good enough, please. <laughs> okay. Well, I I really wanted to talk about Pal World because I think that it that's just came onto my radar, and I was like, "But it's Pokemon." Yeah. Um, and then all I've seen um, uh, over the next over the next few days after after the sort of saying that in my house um all i've had is lots of um articles um about like oh if you think that do you think it's like pokemon we asked a lawyer (laughs) so um so yeah that's not scary at all but i feel like that's a really long Mm. subject so perhaps we'll have to talk about some of the new new games in in one of our future Mm. um episodes 
We hope you enjoyed that episode of Gaming the System. If you want to support us, you can donate to us through our PayPal by sending it to wearegamingthesystem at gmail.com if you want to send us a one-off donation. If you want to donate to us monthly, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamingthesystem. Until next time, bye-bye.